0: Welcome to Cinematic Brotastic, My name is Andrew, and I'm Philip, and we are the Junger Brothers, and we like to talk about movies. And this week, this time, this we're gonna time, talk about we're going to talk about Dunkirk. Dunkirk. It's been out for a while. I don't think it's in theaters anymore. Well, Maybe um, dollar theaters, but, but you know we've had some trouble getting together. So uh, this is the first time we've been able to talk about it. Um, so unfortunately, we probably won't remember everything that we probably wanted to say, but we're going to still talk about it anyway. Um, my initial thoughts were I did enjoy it. Um, and I think on one hand, you know, both you and I are pretty big fans of Christopher Nolan, who's the director, went in expecting a Christopher Nolan film, and I, we got one. But at the same time, it was a different film. and so I think I need to probably you know I think it would warrant a second viewing for to go in with a better, cleaner slate uh, to view it again. but um, but overall, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge war film guy. Um, we tend to lean more towards comic book and uh, fantastical. Movies or horror films. Um. But. You know. I will say. If somebody else did this movie. I'm not sure if I would have gone to see it. Um. So Christopher Nolan's the one that got my. Butt in the seat. Um.
1: I'd say. For me. I enjoy. The war movies. uh, Maybe more so than you do. Um. I don't know if it was necessarily obviously Christopher Nolan is a I mean, you you slap his name on a movie and my interest in that movie automatically goes up. Yeah. Um if somebody else had done this movie, I think I still would have had an interest of it. Um just because of the history and and, and yeah, I do enjoy yeah. good uh war movies. Uh this one in particular. You said definitely had the Christopher Nolan touch. Um, But I love that he tries to do. He's one of those that tries to do the most he can with real things before he turns to uh, CGI or computer special effects. Yeah. He uses them when he has to, but it's not. He doesn't go into the movie and say, all right, so I've got this plane dogfight that I want to do, and we're just going to do it all CGI. No, he goes in and says, I want planes. I'm going to put cameras on the planes. I'm going to film it at IMAX. I'm imagining
0: some bratty little kid like, I want
1: planes, and I want cameras. I'm going to do it my way.
0: Or else? Well, he, he, <laughs> Not that he's in the place
1: to be a kid, but he's he's in a position where yeah. he can do pretty much whatever he wants, yeah. uh, because his whether you like his movies or not, uh, he's you know, made to, Warner Brothers a lot to, to of money. To my so <laughs> all of his movies, e- even the one that I'm not a big
0: fan of, made the studio money. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's definitely got himself into a place where you know. Before Batman begins, I don't think he would have been able to make this film if he wanted to. Um, nobody probably would have backed him, but because he has the the clout that he has, it definitely helped get this kind of a movie made. Um, now, I mean, I will, I will see a war film, but I'm not gonna go running to a war film necessarily. Um, and you know, <clears throat> if I mean it if somebody else made it, it would be a completely different film. And so, true. You know, part of what drew me to this, you know, not only was it Christopher Nolan, but, um, you know, his style. Like, I don't know how he does it, but he just makes everything more epic. Even just one frame, one shot, he can just somehow make it seem like the weight of the world is on the shoulders of everybody in the scene, and I don't know how he does that, but um and so that you know I could sense that in the trailers um and so if somebody else made it similar to that then I, I you know I might have gone for that as well um I don't know if if you knew it before
1: going into it, but the uh, and and sorry if you haven't seen it, not that this is a huge spoiler, uh, but if you don't want to know about it and haven't seen it yet, fast forward, but the timeline. Yeah. I don't think, I, I kind of same with um, uh, It, another one that we talked about on the podcast. I tried not to read too much about it, so I went into it and didn't realize there was a um, I it's don't know a, what the best term it's is for non-linear. But it, but yeah, it was non-linear, and it took me a good time of the movie to figure yeah.
0: out. Oh, and I, th- I think that's, yeah, and and I think that's my only major gripe about the film is that it didn't tell you up front that it was going to be non-linear, or it wasn't obvious at first because. They basically split it up into three sections and each section had a, um, a, a specific time length that, you know, the movie itself is a couple hours long. So in that time, once, you know, the first timeline was going to spread, spread uh, like com- compress back. two weeks of time into the, into the beginning and end of the film. The second one was going to be one day. So one day's time is compressed into the two hours. And then the third one was one hour. And all three timelines culminated. Yeah, they all culminated to to the final shots. Um, And like, one was... He also labeled it, like, you know, when the you know, there was a text on the screen and I can't remember what it said. Like there's one was air boat. And then the third one or the first one was a word that, you know, I'm familiar with. I can't think of it now because it's been so long since we've seen it, but it was one of those ones where the word itself wasn't obvious. Like <laughs> it didn't say plane. And so like, okay, this deals with the plane. Um, and when it showed, uh, Word it showed the all those guys on the beach, and it almost made me think, Oh, maybe this is the British word for uh, this kind of dock or something like that. So it kind of confused me there. Um, but yeah, the, the, the non linear timeline kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it's not a surprise because that's kind of his you're talking about the mole, mole. You know? Yeah, there you go. So, so, yeah, the first one's mole next one was boat and the next one was plane or something like that. And so when they said mole, I'm like, Oh, maybe that's what they call the dock. The, Cause it's not a regular dock. It was just like a, this extension from the beach into the water. Um, with, you know, with fences or kind of like a, a fence or something like that. Um, and so I thought maybe that was what they called that. You know, I'm not, we're not from coast, coast, a coastal area. So we we don't, we're not familiar with coastal terms. Um, and so, you know, I was I just, just refer to that or, area of the, yeah, the coast. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. or like, and once again, this is a British war story. So maybe it's a, you know, an English, you know, a, a UK term. Um, so that, that kind of threw me off at first. Um, and then, yeah, when, uh, At some point, almost everything's done during the day, but then out of nowhere, it goes to night. And I was like, okay, time's passed, it's nighttime." And then it went to day, and then went back to night, and then day again. (laughs) So it's like, oh man, surely Christopher Nolan's not going to make a crappy editing mistake. And that was all done with intention. And I I think
1: I'm the opposite, where when I realized what he was doing, I thought, oh, and I, I... you know, I'm, I'm. I can't say exactly why I liked it, that. That that's what it was, but it, but I enjoyed once I realized what it was, that that uh, it was kind of going nonlinear, and then even when I realized what was going on, I think it took me a little bit longer to figure out. Oh, so not only are we, we're going nonlinear, but we're bouncing between three different timelines, and we're leading up. With to all three moment. to the same ending point, the same yeah. uh, ending event. And I thought it was a, it was a cool way to, because if you, I think if you take that movie, um, Lord knows somebody's going to do it when it comes out on video, but they're going to put it in order. So you can watch yeah. it in order. Uh, but I think if you watch it in order, it doesn't, it's obviously not going to have the same effect I think, and whether that is good or bad, who knows? Yeah. We'll have to wait till somebody on YouTube.
0: Edits yeah, it. once I once I realized what was going on, I was definitely on board with it, and it didn't, you know, it started to make sense. But I think that was one thing that kind of took me out of the film at the beginning. It was like I said mole. I was like, okay, what the hell is that supposed to mean? And then, um, you know, the day night day night editing uh, kind of threw me off, and you know, at that point, I still didn't know that we were going back and forth between two different or three different timelines um, and so I think that's that's really my only big gripe about the movie was was that um, I thought it was great that you know um, just some final thoughts on 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 it is that you know the movie's not rated R um, and it, and so but it's still you know. Like Saving Private Ryan is probably the closest comparison. It's rated, to, yeah. It's a rated R film. You see people blowing up. You see bodies coming apart. Um, they deal with death and law and everything. But you know, this one still enlisted or er, er instilled the fear of war and the danger of uh, you know being in a firefight and not knowing what to do. I thought the, I thought it did a good job of of still being as you know serious as saving Private Ryan uh, was
1: <clears throat> on that same you know kind of topic of the difference between that and other war movies. I mean, he took flack for this one. Everybody's just like how do you make a war movie and, and not make it rated R and I think you proved his point, is you don't have to have the stuff that you had in like Saving Private Ryan or if you saw Hacksaw Ridge with, with uh, Andrew Garfield. No, I haven't seen that one yet. It, it, I've seen that one too. And it's kind of on the same line as Saving Private Ryan. So when I think of watching those movies, I get a definite sense of, thank God... I was not involved or grew up in that time and had to go to war yeah. and i mean i i'm one i i i am i am thankful to the men and women that do what they do even today in our armies and military yeah. I couldn't do it today i definitely am glad i didn't have, didn't do it then because you know the the they show the realism but that's my my reaction to those movies it's like ah, this is awful. Yeah. My reaction to Dunkirk wasn't necessarily, this is awful. It was more of a, um, yes, this is awful. But I also came out of that with a kind of a sense of, I don't know if it's not necessarily a sense of awe or a sense of like shame, but just like a, is there, is there going to be, or, or what would it be like to me today Am I ever going to find myself in a situation of that grave sense of, of danger? Or, uh, you know, being in a situation where uh, on the other side of it, I'm being asked to go save somebody's life. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, after this one, it, w- it was more of a sense of like. Would you be able to do? Yeah. Would I be able yeah. to take my boat? and and charge into this and save people's lives would i
0: if i was on the beach you know like yeah i, I don't know it's just like yeah a, i think yeah. i think i definitely um related more to with with the beach guys because uh, they were they were doing everything and anything they could to get off the beach mm-hmm. they didn't care about any other soldier they uh they weren't particularly brave Um, and I don't, I don't think they even killed anybody, at least from the point of the movie starting. Um, they were just trying to get off. They literally were just, you know, they put a guy on a gurney to get on the hospital boat. To get off. To get off before everybody else. Um, and so, you know, I, I definitely, you know, you You might, you know, say what you want to say, might consider cowardice. I don't know. Um, but, I've never been in a firefight. I've never uh, been at war with another country, and uh, in in another country that's fighting me. Um, not well. I guess you know they were in France, but France wasn't the one fighting them. Um, not, regardless, I've, I've never been in that situation, so I can't say what I would do. And you know, if there's a soldier out there that did that, you know, I'm not going to say that they're any less of a man than anybody else. Um, But uh, I will say my last final thought, and kind of need to wrap it up, but um, the previews talk about, and the big thing about the story is that civilians came across the English Channel to save the soldiers. And that was kind of the inspiring part. But I felt like, you know, they focused on one boat out of many. And maybe that was the best decision. I don't know. But I felt like you know the trailers were hyping it up, and then all the press reviews and like you know the Tonight Show interviews and stuff like that with cast members, they talked about, oh, all these people came over and saved the." I felt like at least in the previews and the press they were hyping up the this courageous act of civilians, but it wasn't as big of a part of the movie as it was hyped up to be like so but I mean it's still great and I love all the scenes with the I I don't know what the actor's name is this guy I've I've never seen him before but the dad that pilots the, uh, the boat um thought he was a great character he's just like you know he's like I'm scared but this is what I gotta do and it was you know I believed him the entire time um but uh but yeah, I would definitely give this two tickets. Um, I, I I don't know if I will see it again in theaters, but um, I think I'm hoping that you know, going into it in the beginning, knowing it's nonlinear, I think it might have a better appreciation for the film. Um, two tickets to the gun
1: show. <laughs> um, I can say that uh, it'll it'll probably end up on my
0: dvd shelf or blu-ray shelf or whatever so so all right so so that's dunkirk uh, definitely a good addition to the war film uh genre um another good addition to christopher nolan's repertoire can't wait to see what he does next as always if you have any questions for us or movies you'd like us to talk about uh, you can always email us at cinematicbrotastic at gmail.com And we look forward to hearing your comments, questions, and suggestions. But until next time, we'll see you in the movies. And check your ticket stubs.